Hello, and welcome to the Responsive Family Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hawley, holistic sleep coach, lactation consultant, peaceful parenting educator, and mom. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by all the conflicting sleep info, frustrated with sleep information that just plain felt wrong, or searched desperately for a truly gentle and responsive sleep approach, then you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll be answering your most pressing baby and toddler sleep questions, busting those sleep myths, and helping you understand truly developmental, biologically normal baby and toddler sleep plus encouraging you to trust your intuition along the way. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. We are talking about how to cope after a really hard night of sleep with your little one. Now, I feel like Almost every parent out there has probably experienced this, right? It seemed like your baby or your toddler woke a million times. They needed all sorts of extra support to go back to sleep. They were really restless. You were really restless. You struggled to go back to sleep. They struggled to go back to sleep. Morning time comes and you're just like, oh my God, I cannot face today. I am so tired, right down into my bones. Like my brain's all fuzzy. I have no cope, right? Please send me all the coffee, all the pastries, and someone else to parent today, and someone else to work today, and someone else to adult today. Now, some of us are more familiar with this feeling than others. You have a really wakeful baby, a really intense or highly sensitive baby. You probably know this feeling much more than somebody with an easygoing, kind of easy sleeping baby. But either way, most of us have been there. Now, my kiddos both woke quite a bit as babies and younger toddlers. Uh, My oldest more so than my daughter, but they are both, you know, they woke. Uh, (laughs) They definitely had uh, intense periods with sleep. So I promise you I have been there myself. If it helps, they're both great sleepers now that they are five and 10. So it doesn't last forever. But I want to talk about ways that you can support yourself after a really tricky night because there are things you can do to help you get through the day better, better physically, better mentally, better emotionally. And this comes from my own experiences as, as a mom who's been there, but also what I see work for the parents that I support in my one-to-one or group coaching program. So how do we handle the day after a really hard night? First thing is get some morning sunlight. Now, morning sunlight is particularly wonderful for your body, for your own sleep quality, for helping you be alert and wake up for the day. And so getting outside in natural sun, that's sun not filtered through glass. So by an open window, stepping outside, letting the the light, the sun, you know, reach your eyes, touch your skin, being in the fresh air, all that helps you wake up. It will also help anchor your circadian rhythm, which in theory, if your little one lets you sleep long enough, will also help your sleep quality between your little's wakes. This is magical. Morning light is particularly good, but this is a a strategy that you can use throughout the day. If you're feeling really draggy, step outside, you know, let yourself experience that that natural light and that check-in with nature. 
food. Second tip, food is really important. Eat a healthy, balanced breakfast. Now, I don't know about you, but when I am really tired, I don't want to do that. I want sugar. I want something sweet. I want like a donut or a pastry. I don't want to eat something that's healthy necessarily, but that's what's going to help your body function better. So a nice balanced breakfast with protein, um, fat, maybe some complex carbs, right? Really balance it um, to fuel your body and to keep you from having a big blood sugar spike and crash, right? We want nice, sustained, good energy to help you cope when your body did not get enough rest. Another piece of this is caffeine intake, right? Um, I live for coffee, guys. Like I... <laughs> it's funny because as a kid, I absolutely hated coffee. I thought it was disgusting and the smell of it was disgusting. And I, I got one over to coffee somewhere in my college years, but now coffee is a regular part of my day. And when you have a really difficult night, the temptation is more caffeine, right? More coffee, more tea, whatever it is that, that you tend to drink. But going too far over your normal caffeine intake is just going to make you feel jittery and, and this, wired and it's not necessarily going to help you function better unless you're my husband because he seems to never be able to drink too much coffee so I guess there are people out there like that but for most of us you know too much caffeine is going to backfire and thinking about also when you're drinking it during the day if you're having extra coffee late in the afternoon to try to keep going that's very likely to undermine your sleep the following night so Try to stick close to your normal caffeine intake as hard as that is. And maybe think about other ways you can have a hot beverage that makes you feel cozy and like you're taking care of yourself. Maybe something that doesn't have caffeine in it. When you've had a bad night, I think it's really important to be realistic about what you can expect of yourself. And so lowering your expectations within what's realistic can be really helpful. You are not going to be your your sharpest, wittiest, most clear thinkingest, most energetic when you've had a really extra hard night of sleep with your little one. So is there something that you can, you know, put off your schedule for that day and put it another day? Like, can you, can you drop something? Can you move it to another time? Can you just accept that, you know, you're not going to be able to do something a hundred percent? that's okay. Like we can't always be on and perfect and performing like we don't have small children that are totally dependent on us. So I know sometimes we can't do that. Sometimes things have to get done, but uh, freeing up some of those expectations can give you more energy for the things that have to happen. And if you have littles at home with you, think about really low effort types of ways to be with them. And that can be a nice, a nice way to sidestep some of the more active parts of parenting. Just have games or or things that you get to lay down and sit down a lot. Now, when you've had a really hard night, a nap is beautiful. And if you can get one in, by all means, take a nap. Maybe you can safely co-nap with baby if you have like a safe bed sharing setup. Or maybe you have a partner, a friend, um, a family member who can come take baby or your toddler for a little bit so you can get a nap. Now, of course, if you're supposed to be working, that's a little trickier. Maybe you can take an hour or two of leave and get a nap in, you know, or maybe you can't. But if you can, a nap can be a great tool to reset, pick up a bit of extra sleep. 
Another tip that I find really helpful as a reset is to put on some music that you love, right? Music that reminds you of happy times, you know, that's upbeat, that you just want to sing and dance to, and that can really lift your energy. And you can either get up and move your body and have a bit of a dance party if that is helpful, or you can just sit and relax and appreciate the music. Another thing that can be really helpful is connection, is reaching out to a friend or family member who you're really close to and who's really supportive. That validation and encouragement, you know, gosh, you're doing such a great job. I know this is hard. That can go a long way to helping you cope better when you just don't have any cope, right? I think a caution point here is try to avoid friends or family members or coworkers that are not going to make you feel good about yourself. You know, that might say something that's hurtful or that might make you doubt yourself because when you're tired, you don't need to cope with people like that. And my last tip is around self-compassion, which is this idea that we want to extend kindness to ourselves in the same way you would to a friend who's having a really difficult day. So if everything feels hard or you feel like you're messing things up or you feel like you're not responding the way you would ideally want, just being kind to yourself and going, gosh, last night was hard. Today is hard. It won't always be this hard. And I'm definitely not the only parent around the world experiencing a hard day like this. And just being kind and non-critical of yourself because we're we're our worst critics, right? You know, that's that's always how it goes. And so that self-compassion can really, really help. Um, you move through the day. I bet you all have lots of ways that you cope after difficult nights. And I'd love to hear from you if you want to share a tip that works for, for you on a difficult night. So you can always email me. My email's in the show notes and reach out on social media. Let me know what things tend to work for you when you've had those really, really tricky, tricky nights and really tricky days. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode left you feeling more informed, confident, and encouraged on your sleep journey. And just a reminder before you go that nothing in this episode is individualized to your specific sleep situation, nor is it to be taken as medical advice. Take what resonates, ignore what doesn't, and check with your healthcare provider about any medical concerns. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And take a moment to rate, review, or share an episode you love on social media. All of that helps parents just like you find me, this podcast, and this gentle and responsive sleep information. I'll see you next time.